You can leave your ego at the door When you come inside you won't need it no more This is no hour of make-believe Open your mind and you'll see The real The real Everybody now can live a lie Take it as the word you dare not ask why This is no hour of make-believe Open your heart and you'll see The real The real Leave your ego at the door When you come inside you won't need it no more This is no hour of make-believe Open your mind and you'll see This is Aisha from God FM. So there's a couple of bits which I'm playing you in order. So there's another bit I'm going to play you now as well, which is the what I've just played you is The Real Truth by Gregory Porter. And now I'm going to be playing you Kurt Malou Reality. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
And now there's another one called The Blind to the Truth by Renner Ministries, which I'm also going to play is one and a half minutes, okay? My name is Rick Renner. This is March 23rd. And our gym today is called Blind to the Truth. It is a miracle every time a person gets saved. And I'm going to tell you why. Listen to this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, where Paul says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. That word blinded tells us why it's a miracle when someone gets saved. Listen to what the word blinded means. The word blinded depicts a person who is unable to see. It vividly portrays a person who has been intentionally blinded by somebody else. Someone has deliberately removed that person's eyes and permanently blinded him. He hasn't just lost his sight. He has no eyes to see. He has no eyes to see. And that is why it is impossible for a sinner to get saved by himself. God literally has to give him ears to hear. And God has to give him eyes to see. If you're saved today, it's because God graced you with ears to hear and God gave you eyes to see the truth. That is the grace of God that brought us to the wonderful place of salvation in our lives. That's what I want you to think about today. Right, okay, and there's just one more thing. Uh, just before I um, was ready to broadcast this sermon, I was also responding to someone else who was saying that people don't believe in the Bible, and this is a response, and I also want to play this because I think it's very relevant. Um, because if you don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then unfortunately you are going to be very lost because there is only one truth, and that is... Jesus Christ. Okay, so let's see what this says. Okay. Hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm just about to do my sermon, actually. And it is a bit about this um, because uh, I had a dream last night about who is and who was and who is to come and how the Lord is, was and always will was. And so I'm doing a sermon on it. You see, nothing exists without the Lord and his word and his will. And the the fact that he is the author of life and the authority of life proves that he is real. Because nothing happens without the will and the truth of the Father. The The fact is that only truth exists and lies don't really exist because they're not reality, but also they're not Israel, because we're all part of the tribe of Israel, if, if it's real. But the Word of God is alive and living. And um, I did actually post on uh, God FM News Telegram yesterday about the living Word, because there's so many scriptures and everything in the world that proves that the Word is true and that it has not deviated or changed, and that even the translations that are used will not detract from the truth and the Word of God, because everything is as God intended, because he is the author of life itself. And it is about faith and trusting God 
And the only way to find this out is if you're tested. And the only way you'll find out if you trust God is if you're tested and then you find out no one's there for you but only God. Hmm. And the more this happens, the more you go back to the word and uh, the more you are reborn because it's a process. You are reborn in Christ, but it doesn't just happen instantly. You change over time and God rebuilds you to make you a new you. Hmm. And the more this happens, the more you go back to the word because you know that it's true and it's a solid foundation as an Emmanuel uh, for life. And uh, so, but it's a living word. So the words jump out at you. They've got depth and various different aspects of reality that make it true and real. And it is about being real and trusting it and believing it because the opposite to trust, of course, is to think that someone's a liar. And if you think that God's a liar, then you're not part of the truth. So um, then you're not part of the truth, you see. But if you're part of the truth, then you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free because it's embedded in who you are and your spirit that joins us all together as the body of Christ. It's very hard to illustrate it in words. But when you know the truth, it's so deeply ingrounded, it's unshakable because it actually comes together in various different realities as well. So the word in heaven, the word written and the word in the flesh, because Jesus is risen again, but he's arised in inside us. So we're living the word as well. It's very amazing. And the word's alive and Jesus is alive. Um, so I don't know if this will help. Uh, but people who are not truly repented, yes, as in they've really submitted, because it's about choosing your authority, yes, who you're going to submit to. So if you submit to God and you give over everything over to him and you really do seek repentance and you acknowledge him for being son of God, God in the living, as in the living flesh, then... You're choosing him as your master. But if you still got a bit of pride and you don't think that you're quite bad enough to, to do the repentance or you've not forgiven people, this is like a, a veil that stops you getting through to God and also seeing because God has opened the, the door or, you know, attempted to open the door. But it's up to you whether you really fully open the door and accept the salvation, but in accepting it, you also have to accept that you're a sinner and then your eyes are opened. So it's, and the spirit comes in you and your heart is rebuilt and made new. So it's a combination of factors in this reality that take place in order for you to be reborn in Christ. So you're living the word, you're, you're visualizing the word, you're seeing the word, you're hearing the word. You will be witnesses, you will see and you will hear and you will be a living testimony as in test I money as the bank of God because we lay our treasures in heaven, not on earth in the material world. Once we are truly saved and reborn in Christ because we're part of the living and we speak the truth because that's the language that God speaks, the truth. Anything that's lies isn't real, so it doesn't exist. So if you think that God is not real, 
and that the Bible's not real, then you're not part of the truth. So simple. It's very hard to get over and explain it. But as I say, I'm doing this sermon today about it. And I may very well put this as the intro to the sermon. <laughs> I love you in Christ. It's Aisha from God FM. Right. So uh, <laughs> that's how the Lord wanted me to present this sermon to you today, as I have done today. I uh, hope you're all having a lovely day. It's the 4th of March, 2023. And is it a glorious day? Oh, yes, it is, because we know that the Lord is our salvation and we have been purchased for a price. And no price was too big that the Lord would stretch out his own hand for our salvation. For anyone who chooses to accept that and believe it. Also, the, the funny thing is, as uh, I was getting this ready, ready to do this broadcast, my daughter phoned me and we were talking about love and it's about also believing and if you have the love that also connects the truth because if you haven't got love then you can't connect the truth because they lead to one another but also because it's a free gift from Jesus that seems to be a problem for people don't you think so? Because in this world, everything has a catch, don't you find? You know, so people find it hard to believe that this is a free gift because they think, well, anything that's free normally has strings attached. Yes, there are some strings with this one, but only if you follow the serpent. If you truly are reborn, then you become alive in Christ and uh, you're not in opposition to it because you're unified with it in that way. Hmm. Ah, well, I think that was uh, enough just to do a whole sermon just for that, actually. <laughs> it's really amazing. Hmm. So, yes, this is God FM. You can find us on... Uh, Amazon, Samsung, Podbean, Spotify, Chrome, Apple, Telegram. Uh, we're not on YouTube anymore. Apparently we speak the truth too much. They don't like us. We don't serve Satan, so we won't submit to their stupid little rules. Uh, but you can find us on BitChute for our videos. Any of our media creations you can find on GodFM Media as well on Telegram. We've got several groups on there. I've got FM News, got FM Bible School, got FM Sermons, and got FM School Network. Um, you can email me as well, admin at godfm.org.uk. And I don't claim to be anything different than any other child of God. I don't claim to be a prophet or any of those other things. That is because we're not expecting any prophets either. Uh, we are expecting the two witnesses, but God's breathing his spirit on all of us. Why is this important? Well, you know, in the old days, uh, Jesus came to set us free from this bondage of uh, slavery to Satan, but also from the yoke of the, the Torah system which is the priestly system of having to go to a priest. And also this was a ranking system. 
Some people were more important than other people. Okay, so they were learned in the in the words and the scripture and the law. Notice Jesus refers to them as the Pharisees, Sadducees, seducers, far I see, can't see, and um, writers of the law, as in the writing of the new legal system, the Babylonian system, which is the legal system um, which we currently have today, I believe. That's what I think. Anyway, Jesus was trying to give us some clues, I think, of what to look for. But in the old days, we couldn't talk to God unless we went to one of these Pharisee systems um, and a a church building. And so um, the people who don't believe in Jesus, they push the old Torah system and uh, they don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in his blood or his spirit all the um, the abilities of Jesus, that he is the Son of God, the living God, or anything like this. And they also tell us to call him a different name. So it's all about what you believe, actually. <laughs> because seeing is believing. You will be my witnesses. You will have eyes to see and you'll have ears to hear. And you will be my witnesses, giving a living testimony. Um, as I already mentioned in that short sermon, chat burst reply and why is this so important because now we're all joined in the body of christ and there is no special ranking we're all the same in christ and uh we are if we are to teach the word and to help others there's no other teacher but the lord jesus and that comes through the spirit. Some of us will have more understanding than others, uh, but this isn't through man's teaching or qualification for us to discern the word, it's through the spirit as well. That's why it's important that all children understand that there is a calling for all of us in different parts there's little pieces of this puzzle that we all need to join up together and if we compete and we think that we're better than one another then it'll cause division and a kingdom that is divided will not stand so that's why it's joined and unified through love and uh, that's why jesus tells us to love god above everything but to love our brothers and sisters in Christ as ourselves, but also to love our enemies. (laughs) Because if we love our enemies, we pray for them, then they will become also children of God potentially. And it's better to leave the judgment up to God. Because if we go and retaliate and get revenge in this world, then we're letting down the body of Christ if we're reborn, because this is not the behavior of godly people. Because godly people trust God and they remain silent. So this is another way that Satan tests you to get you angry, to get you to retaliate and um, all of these kind of things so that you let yourself down. Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up. Okay, so let's get on with our sermon today. (laughs) The sermon is called Is, Was, Was, Was and Always Will Was. Um, I also noticed as I was writing this, the word was, W-A-S, 
The opposite to this is saw, as in S-A-W, as in see, I saw it. Um, as in, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free because you have seen it. And believing it is important to be eternal and having eternal life with Jesus Christ and having the full salvation of the cup of Christ. I think that's very important, but also the word sore as in you've got a pain. So it's not something that's easy to do because to see isn't easy. If it was, everyone would do it and it's a narrow path. So it's a painful process of testing, I think, to really truly be reborn and see. And so a saw also cuts like a blade. So it's interesting that it's uh, opposite to that, isn't it? Hmm? Got saw and saw and was. Because God is, was and always will was. That's just so very interesting. The other thing is um, we've got the word wallet, which is opposite to that is to tell the law. So the people who tell you the law hold the purse strings, which is very interesting, as in the governors. Hmm. Everything's in the words. That's what God said, said to me when I first really got into the Bible and started really getting down to it with the nitty gritty. Um, I was asking the Lord about the bride and uh, all of those things. So I found it very interesting because I know that the church is not the bride because I did a sermon on the bride and was very surprised to find that the church is not the bride. So then, of course, I ended up on this little search about the bride, asking the Lord who the bride was. Um, and he told me that the word together is to get her, which I thought was very beautiful. So, yes, um, the while we're on the bride, um, something came up this week which... Uh, the Lord brought to my attention is John the Baptist is delighted to be uh, able to attend the wedding as the bridegroom's um, best man and then Jesus refers to the people attending the wedding to sit at the back and not at the front so that you're not embarrassed if you're sitting at the front and you're told by the groom to go and sit at the back so it's all about the guests at the wedding. That's what the children of God will be. It's where the body of Christ. So I think that the revelation of Christ is the revealing and the unveiling of the bride. And that is the mystery that I guess we won't know about until it happens. Yeah, that's what I think. Um, because it is the spirit and the bride that say come and drink of the living water and so you know if we are a part of the body of Christ and we are attending his wedding as guests as all of the other people and the apostles would as well uh, then we are, we are not going to be handing out the living water um, so we need to be careful because that's blaspheming as well, claiming to be something we are not. Because what I've been shown is that the Lord chooses to reveal things as he wishes to 
And that is part of who the Lord is. He's very majestic and mysterious. So it's very dangerous. The church have replaced this word bride with the church in the Bibles. Yes. Um, and uh, this is very important because you can't, you can't actually change the word of God, but they've changed the interpretations of it <laughs> on their commentary. Okay. So uh, this is something that God's really, really home, honed in on because there's proof of it in the Bible. Um, there really is, just from what I've told you, but also John is the lowest in, in heaven and the highest on earth in terms of grading of people. And he is only going to be the best man. And so if he was going to be the bride, he would have said, I'm so excited to be the bride. But they were so excited about the wedding. Um, and I think it's about unifying love with truth. Jesus is the truth. God is love. So God has various elements as well. So um, I think it's all about understanding the the Lord is very complicated. And um, we mustn't rely on man for the interpretations of who God is. Because I think we all are meant to learn this at a one-to-one -one level. And that only comes through the spirit, not to lean on our own understanding either. And if Jesus came to save us as sinners, and then we think we are the bride, that is gonna be very similar to pride, isn't it? Because the same word with a P except it's not with the B, pride and bride. So a lot of people who won't make it, yeah, because they're full of pride, they think there's something they're not. Just like the Pharisees and the Sadducees tried to embarrass Jesus um, because they decided that they could circumvent the will of God and they cannot, no one can. Everything will happen according to God's will and his word. So. Um, some people won't like hearing that, but I only speak what the Lord shows me and it's very humbling. Um, so, um, I mean, if it gives you any, uh, anything to feel more at ease. I actually was in a shop and, um, I ended up buying, uh, some things with bride on cause I thought we were all the bride and uh, found out we're not the bride. So that's, I think, just something that the Lord's revealing now. Quite a few people are starting to wake up to that fact. Um, so I'm finding. Mm -hmm. Also, while I'm on this, because it is all about the truth, um, God made us in his image, didn't he? And you need a man and a woman to have a baby, okay? So um man and woman so and this is all in the words also so i'm finding because uh brother is other with a br and mother is other with an m and father is other other with an f um but also father is at her so it's all in the words and i'm still trying to work it all out myself um, I don't claim to know it all, but um, I think we should be mindful of this um, 
and be careful what we listen to uh, because the spirit will show us anyway mm, okay <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, the reason also I want to bring this up is uh, the Ten Commandments says, honor your father and mother. And I think that uh, if we're made in the image of God, let us make man in our image, then I think the interpretation needs to be re- revisited. Yes, I think so. Because it goes without saying that you should honor your parents. Um, and also notice that God says you mustn't call anybody father but him so the ten commandments actually conflict with the other instruction unless it's referring to the father in heaven i don't know this is what i think because everything's in the bible we can actually uh, get there if we all decide to unify and uh, search together um also if someone doesn't uh, sing off the same hymn sheet um sometimes they're just at a slightly different stage in their walk and uh, so sometimes i meet people and they they say things and i think well i'm not really sure about that and i think well maybe they're at a different level of understanding and uh so i i won't uh, just make allegations like they're not true i just look at it and think well i don't know how that works but you know i think we've got to be a bit like children as well you know hmm. uh childlike innocence and just go okay that's possible but search the scriptures for confirmation uh because everything's in the scripture also another word that i wanted to bring up is the word faith which is very similar to fate without a h and i thought that was interesting also a lot of people say oh it's fate but it's also faith uh if you believe it then it will all happen according to the will and faith and fate according to god's written word which i think so interesting hmm. one thing also is that jesus says do you not speak my language do you not understand what i'm saying because god's language is the language of truth um and i think that's so important and if you can speak god's language then you can be witnesses you will be witnesses because you'll have eyes to see and ears to hear that's what i think it means as well john 8:45 it says yet because i tell the truth you do not believe me because of no faith because they haven't got faith so it's about believing and trusting and having faith uh, as well which is so important um Now my next heading is is was. When I was a child, my mum always used to say to me it is was 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 and always will was. And she must have known that one day I'd be a minister for Christ, preaching the truth of God um about who he is and how much he loves you. Because the truth really will set you free. But also the Lord is eternal. and nothing can stop the will of the father all according to the, his will as it is written and his word because he breathes life into everything and that's why he is and he was and he is to come because he is life itself and also love and truth and light 
so beautiful and the word <laughs> revelation 4 colon 8 each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around even under its wings day and night they never stopped saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come so we are talking about something beyond time space and matter that is beyond our reality of comprehension also so it is also about having that childlike faith because he is something that you cannot see and beyond our reality um very hard for us to comprehend unless we're living in the truth the next heading is the devil in the bible i've read that the devil is quoted as the following the devil who is and never was i can't find this particular scripture but i've read it more than once now and the lord always brings it to my mind to point out that the devil is not real as in we are real if we are part of christ that is why we are called the tribe of israel because it is real and it is true and so anything that is true and real is part of christ because he is the word he is the word in heaven and he is the word in the flesh and the word in the bible that is real but it is real everything else is not the truth because it is not god's word because god's word is the truth and the beginning and the end and the alpha and the omega and the alphabet the beginning and the end a b c and the x y z it was and it is was and it always will was it's quite amazing because satan has his own language which is the language of tr- lies which isn't the truth and so he cannot exist in the same place as the lord because the lord is the truth the opposite to the truth is the devil and lies and darkness and obviously it's sulfur and um horrible smells and things like that in hell as well which is all described in the revelation it's also described in many other parts of the bible all about satan's dominion and the fact that he rules over a different dominion to the living and he is the ruler of the dead and lies so if you don't believe the truth then there is no space on the fence for you because you can't sit on the fence either you believe the truth or you don't and if you don't believe the truth then you believe lies because you can't sit on the fence so interesting <laughs> my next heading is words since god is the word everything is contained within the words we can find the truth through the words this week through the lord what he was showing me is the word ring when we phone someone on our telephone we ring them and i thought well that's interesting isn't it that they would use this phrase when you contact someone on your telephone and the word telephone as well this was also brought to me by the lord at the same time as various other things um 
and I think it was later that evening I was led to the Lord to study words words that say the same thing but mean different things like the word saw and sail like you have a sail in your shop and also you sail your boat you know you put your sail up on your boat and so often these words have a double meaning because it is part of God's purpose and will for you to dissect the truth through the words. I believe this. I really believe there's no accident because God is the word. So it's his language. So if we understand the Lord, then we will come to know the truth in the words and the words will reveal everything as God intended. Yeah, so in this study, I looked up the words and I found what these same sounding words, meaning different things, what they were called. Uh, So anyway, as I was doing this, it was all about phrases and words and things like this. And I realized, actually, to know God, we must really study the word and the language and dissecting everything. Uh, now I'm going to also list the words that describe same meaning, but um, a, a different meaning, but same sounding words and things like this. And they're called homonyms, homonyms, H-O-M-O-N-Y-M-S. They're also called homophone and homographs. So also then... <laughs> You see, then we've got the phone, haven't we, and the ring. And the ring, which is very important, is something that binds the marriage together. When you put a ring on the lady's finger and she puts a ring on his finger, it is a type of covenant and a joining and a connecting as well. And so then the word phoning and ringing, interestingly, is used for contact with people on your phone, but also for words and for matrimony, which is so interesting because you only get the ring at a a wedding, really, you know, the ring, yes. But also animals who are slaves, like slave animals and hard workers, they have a big ring on their nose and they obviously follow their master and, uh, you know, cattle. So that also represents so much too. I think it really, really is important to look at this. Um, (laughs) I think there's many secrets and mysteries in unlocking the truth. They're all in the words. They they all lie in the truth. So the way I've worded this, I want to read it. And I believe that all the secrets and mysteries and unlocking of the truth lie within the words. Also, I noticed the way I'd put this, that you lie when you don't tell the truth, but also you lay out a table. So all of these things I found very, very interesting. The same word can mean totally different things. This is so interesting, I think. Yes. Uh, Okay, my uh, dream last night was all about is, was, and was, was, and always will was. 
which is why I decided to do the sermon today and call it that. And so I'm going to tell you the dream. The first part of the dream was, what have I got here? Um, yeah, I've got headed up authority in another part of the dream. It was all about taking back our your authority and knowing who you are. When you know who you are, you are alive and in the truth. Evil and lies, darkness does not exist, neither does the devil. So I was given a couple of comparisons and there was this couple and there was a man who had married this widow and this man was an ex-prisoner. And the reason they could survive is because he knew the ways to work things. And um, because he'd lived in prison and, and he knew all the dodgy things. But the other people could not get by in the world because the world is crooked. And this guy that married the widow was saying, yeah, I don't know why we're doing right, doing okay right now. We're doing really good. And it was so nice for them because it, he was a bit of a wheeler and a dealer. Hmm. So, so he shaved on the side of his enemy really to succeed. But the other couples could not succeed and they struggled every month in the material world. I was also shown in the dream, it was not always a w the will of the father that this person was following, the one that had come from the crooked background. Uh, but it's also about taking back your authority and your understanding and choosing to follow the truth, no matter what the cost. Do you stand on the side of truth or on the side of lies? As in, do you sta stand on the side that is and was and always will was or do you stand on the side of the was not or is not? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> My next heading is cancer is worms. Also, if you notice, cancer is worms. So it's all about the worm because Satan is the worm because he eats the dust, which is the soil, which is so ill. And so sinning leans to death and illness. And also Satan returns to the soil. Yeah. And anybody who sins, well, Adam returns to the soil because he sinned. We also return to the soil if we are not redeemed and raised up alive in Christ. When you are reborn in Christ, you turn from your sinning. Otherwise, you will suffer illness, which is so ill, which is what Satan eats, which is the soil, which is cancer because Satan is a worm also. Um, that's why they're pushing this, uh, infesting everything with parasites and worms. I had cancer, pre-cancer, which was worms. It was. The Lord told me to treat it exactly as worms, and I did, and I got rid of it. <clears throat> so I'm a living testimony, so, you know, I know. Um, 
Also, when Jesus came here, when he was healing people who were sick, the first thing he did was cast out the demons. So this also proves that demons um, are all about illness and sickness. The devil also. Devil and demons don't have bodies. They don't. So this is another thing that's important. Satan and his fallen angels chose to leave their first dominion. Um, and they are made of a body, a soul. We are made of a body and a soul and a spirit. But the the fallen angels who had babies, which were the giants, when they died, they became the demons because they do not have a soul. So they're missing an element because God's always the three. God in the Word, God in, in heaven, and God in the Word in the flesh, as in Jesus, and God in the Word as in the, the Bible, the written Word. So very interesting. So they're missing an integral part, which means they cannot function in the world of the truth because they are demonic creatures. And that's why we are fighting things that we cannot see or uh, possibly comprehend because we're in a, in a different reality that has separated us from the Lord. But I think also the material world just protect us from the spiritual so we can't see these evil entities. I mean, I've met a couple of people who have said that they've seen demons and they're really frightening things to see really ugly they look just like aliens actually demons and they are the same thing my next heading uh, is sin leads to death which is not real yeah i think i've already read that yeah i was halfway through that um so if you're part of this of the word and the truth and the light and life of jesus christ then you're also in the book of life and also, you contain Jesus within you, which obviously in contains his Holy Spirit, which also is inside you, because we are real. Because you're part of the tribe of Israel, because the truth is the only reality. Everything else is an illusion and not real, if it is not the truth, because lies lead to death, which is the opposite to life and being in the living as in the truth. My next heading is the devil is dead. Obviously, I've told you this many times. The devil backwards is lived, so he's dead. And also I am, you know, that God's with you because when I say I'm going to the shop, I know that God is with me because I say I am going to the shop and God's name is I am. Happy days. Um, and then my next heading is God sees everything because God is life itself and the author of life. And the authority and the word and the beginning and the end, the alphabet, the ABC and the XYZ, we know that the truth will set us free. When we know the end, we will know the beginning. But also we are all connected through the Holy Spirit, through love, which unify us as the body of Christ. And so in this, the Lord can see all of us connected because he is the head of the body, because Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. So he came to plant the seeds on earth and to join us all back up to the Lord. 
so that if you are a seed of God, the new world will sprout good new fruit and give birth to this holy, amazing spirit unified in Christ, like a birthing process. Very, very interesting. And it's more fruit as well. Jesus is the first fruit and we are the remainder of the fruit. But also what I got while I was reading this was the Lord showed me in order for you to control any part of your body, you use your mind because your head sends all the little signals to the rest of your body and tells your body what to do. Yes. So in uh, the scripture, Paul tells you that you're left like we're all part of the body. And so the left arm can't tell the right arm it's no longer needed or the eyes can't say I don't need the ears because you need all the parts of your body. And if Jesus is the head, he's the main sort of temple top of the uh, mounts as in Zion, joined together in Zion. Um, Well, that's amazing. Jerusalem, you are Salem and Jesus is the king, uh, prince of peace. So we are all part of peace as well. So there's a lot of scripture that confirms Jesus is the head. And also, as we're the body, he would be our main controller and our ship as well, as in the, the controller. By us, some, uh, more than controller, steward, but also master um, and authority that we would take instructions from. Um, and we've got to submit everything over, otherwise the ship will crash because Jesus needs to be in charge of the wheel of the ship. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Lord. Well done. Absolutely. <laughs> Just so much to say and convey here. Um, so that's why they call the priests uh, in the Catholic Church the bishops because God is a ship also. Um, so they want to be a ship as in be God. So many things in the word, so amazing. So yes, as I was saying about the body, Jesus, like when you think and you want to pick up a glass, your brain sends a message to your arm to pick up the glass, yes. So Jesus is the same. So he can, as long as we're all joined as the body of Christ, he can use you Uh, in the ministry of Christ to spread the truth and tell the truth and be part of the spirit if you're unified in Christ to lift that glass and in some cases obviously I'm using that as a reference point but to go and talk to that church and go and speak to that person because we are Christ to those people we're representing Christ's government the kingdom of God has come upon you. We are witnesses. We have ears to hear, hear and eyes to see. And we are living testy money to the Lord Bank of God because uh, we lay up our treasures in heaven, not on earth, where moth and thief can steal and mold our things. So in the same way, we're investing ourselves in the body of Christ and unifying the body because division will not stand in the kingdom. So then you also have to make your mind up, choose whether you follow the truth or the lies. And it's all, it's an ongoing thing, being reborn in Christ. And it's beautiful, really, it is beautiful. And, um, and God is lovingly 
holding you with big kisses and cuddles, you know, lots of love because he's forming us as we go in our lives. And when we struggle, God cries. He loves you so much. And if you struggle on your own, he doesn't like it if you don't come to him. Because if he is your true father and you are reborn in Christ, because he is your head priest, you have to take everything to him so that the body functions as a unified body of Christ in the spirit. And it's love that joins us all together. Um, it's very emotional, sorry. Mm, very beautiful though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were all being rejoined back up to, to God. Um, and so if you catch yourself getting angry, snapping, or just not behaving in the Christian way, just sit, close your mouth, switch off from the world, go to the Lord, submit it all over and ask the Lord to help you with it. Because the Lord wants to help you. He really does. And he wants to be a part of everything. Just like a real father, like your parents, you know, if you went to your parents about things, if you had nice parents. I found that Actually, many people haven't had nice parents, had broken families. And for this reason, then it makes it even more important to go to God so that if you have your own children, you don't continue with the dysfunctional family um, broken system that you might have been born into, um, I think also. But also the Lord really sometimes i believe that all the people in the bible anyway all the really important people have been really really been through the mill like joseph who was sold by his brothers for 20 pieces of silver by the brothers as i say and they um sold him to the ishmaelites and then he became the servant for the prison warden. Is it Philip? I can't remember his name now. Um, and then he became uh, the servant to Pharaoh. And it's amazing. He became second in charge of Egypt and basically the world because this guy was so in- incredibly powerful. Only because the Lord had chosen him for this role. But God can give you so much. God can give you wisdom and understanding. And it can only come from God because he is the author of life. Mm, so beautiful. Uh, okay. Also, what the Lord showed me, I have brought this up before, is that God is the pen, uh, as in pen is penis, and the woman is the she ath. Uh, she and then ath, A-T-H, uh, as in the sheet, sheet of paper, sheath. Uh, but also God is the sword, sort of truth, 
double-edged sword. And then you've also got the sheath that the sword goes into. So there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. But pen and paper is only needed when you're writing a story. And it is. It's his story and it's history. And that's why it's important to search for the truth through history, I think. Um, so, yes. <laughs> but also, if you notice, in the garden, after we sinned, Adam returns to the earth where he comes from, and Satan eats the earth, the soil, which is so ill. So everything opposite to life is so ill, which is the soil. Um, and so God wasn't lying when he told us that if we ate from this tree, we would surely die because we don't have eternal life anymore. We ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that's what we followed, which is Satan's system, the material world, because Satan is king of this earth and also the air. But he's also heir to the throne of earth currently. Um, and that's what I mean. It's all in the words about rain, ice, police, pole ice, justice, just ice. It's all in the words. The north, the winter's coming when they tell you on the TV. It's all connected. My next heading is Revelation 22. Uh, then he said to me, do not seal up the words of this prophecy of the scroll because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong. Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. Let the holy person continue to be holy. So what's that mean? Well, I think what God's trying to say there um, is that he gives you free will. And if you're so stubborn that you don't want to see the truth, he'll let you believe a lie. And I think that's so relevant because if you don't want to believe the truth, it's because you haven't got the truth inside you. And I think that's part of that as well. So the next section I'm going to look at is Genesis 3, colon 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? <laughs> Notice that Satan is referenced that he is more crafty than any of the animals the Lord God had made. So that also says to me that there's a comparison being used of animals to Satan, okay? And that's another reason why I always say um, the opposite to God is dog. So a lot of uh, mugs and things, they put, oh, a man's best friend is his dog. That's going against God. But also Satan is known as a dog. And he also refuses to submit to God. So he's rubbish because it's spelt the same, refuse. And with, with the refuse, you get rats, you know, with rubbish. So uh, the stars are rats, basically, because the stars are rats backwards, and the devil is dead, lived backwards. 
And I've put, and surely everything the Lord says is true. And I know this because He is the Word. My, my point here is that we were told if we ate from this tree, then we would surely die. And we got disconnected from God and followed sin, death, and lies into the material world and became slaves to death and sin and Satan in this matrix. And so, as I say, Jesus came to reconnect us so that we could have a connection beyond the time-space matter of the material world, all in the Spirit through Christ. Um, and I know I've touched on that already. <laughs> okay. My next heading is don't believe, be live the lies. So the way to connect with the Lord is through Jesus Christ, who is the second Adam who died and was resurrected. And we are also resurrected when we die in this world, we are resurrected in Christ. We are born again when we die in Christ. So it's important once we're reborn to remain in the truth. So we have to live in the truth and speak the truth and believe the truth and not believe the lies because the lies lead to death. And we have been resurrected and are alive as in is real. And that's what I mean by the truth is real. And you want to be part of Israel. So you've, you've only got to partake in the truth. My next heading is watch out points. Jesus name so Jesus came here as the son of God God in the flesh resurrected to redeem us all from our sins so that whoever believes in Jesus that he is the son of God and he died on the cross and was resurrected we can all repent and be redeemed because he purchased us for a price the ultimate price of his life and stretched out his own arm so whoever believes can live and not be part of this world of the dead, as in dying, because we're all decaying on earth. We are. Uh, we're not here eternally. So when it tells me in the Bible that there is salvation through no other name um, and that there will be another Jesus that Jesus tells us that everyone will preach, I think this other Jesus is this Yeshua that the fake Jews go on about. Now, the fake Jews don't actually believe in Jesus Christ. They don't believe he is the Son of God. They don't believe that he is God in the flesh. They don't believe he died for us and was resurrected. They don't believe he redeemed us from our sins, past, present, and future. And he, and they certainly don't believe that the Spirit has been left with us and that we have the Holy Spirit. So they don't believe in any of the, the teachings of Jesus Christ, which is the New Testament. So that's why they only follow the Old Testament, which is the Torah way, which is the Pharisee way, the seducers and the far I see, the cannot see, and the writers of the laws and the new legal system with the second name of the Babylonians, and they preach uh, and they worship idols, which are cons, which are not real. Icon and idols, they are dolls and cons. Uh, they're not real. So um, that's because they're not part of the truth because Jesus is the truth, see? So they can preach whatever they want, but it doesn't make it true. You can shout at something or anyone until you're blue in the face. 
that this frog is God, but it will not make it God because only God is God. And uh, so it doesn't matter how many times you call a frog God, it will not make it God. There. So there's just absolutely no fighting with the truth. Um, the truth always prevails and it always exposes the lies. So very good. Um, so that's why I say don't call Jesus Yeshua. Because I cast out demons in the name of Jesus. I do. And it's Jesus inside me that does the work. The spirit that he's left with me. That connects me to him because he's my head priest. He's also the cornerstone of the temple. And we are all the temple of God being rebuilt currently through the spirit of truth. And uh, so this is very important also that you believe it. Because uh, it is all about believing as in the gospel. Go speak the gospel, go spell, go spell it out to people, because some people are dumb, you know, you have to spell it out letter by letter. <laughs> and, and and then you've got letters within letters, haven't you, as well? So this is multidimensional, okay? God is multidimensional beyond this physical world, because when you write a letter, it's got lots of words, and then it's got lots of letters within that, and full stops, crossing T's, dotting I's, got to make sure that everything's just right. And, um, you know, only the author of life can write the truth. Um, and so we've got to live that truth because it is his sentence. It's Jesus completed the sentence and died on the cross for our sins. Uh, of the will of the Father, the new will and testament, of the new will and testament of the Bible, which is a whole book. You've got the Old Testament and the New Testament, making it one whole testament the whole Bible, the Holy Bible. That's why it's called the Holy Bible, because it is holy, but it is also whole and complete. Um, and the people who don't believe in the New Testament don't believe in the whole Holy Bible because they've only got half of it. So if you've only got half the story, you won't know the truth as well. So, so it's all there, really, very clever. So also, um, so that covers the Bible in a set separate section which I'm now going to address as well. Some people say, oh well the Bible's been tampered with. No it hasn't. If you don't believe that God is the author of life then you might believe that because you're not in the truth. Yeah, God is the truth and he is the word and he breathed uh, life into us but everything that is was breathed by God including the word of God and the Bible is the word of God because it is exactly as he intended. And it doesn't matter what translation you have of the Bible, if it is a true copy of the Bible, then it will say the same across all Bibles. It really will. And so you might have odd sections that may not say exactly the same thing, but all round about, the cat went up the tree, the cat ran up the tree, the cat was thrown on the tree, it's still on the tree, you know. Um, you know, just uh, you just have to believe with all your heart. Because if we haven't got God, we're in trouble. Yes, uh, and I can tell you that. Because also we should be grateful that God is righteous and true and the light and the life and the word. And he is the author of life and the ABC and the alphabet and the uh, beginning and the end. Because this is confirmed through everything in life, outside, inside, who we are our bodies, the names of 
all the parts of our bodies, the names of the places in the world, natal, natal, antenatal clinics, they're against us reproducing, the people against God, so they're called antenatal clinics. It's all there in the words, it really is. And God is the truth and um, he's about life. So anything against God is opposite to God because God is, was, was and always will was. Uh, that's why they've got the coronation of, of the queen because only a coroner can coronate the, the people of the dead to be kings of the dead. Yes, because it's a coronation and that's why it's a coronation of corona. Yes, corona, corona 19. Yes, um, and also it's a beer. It's a yeast. Yes, because um, you mustn't uh, always, you know, believe the lies because a little yeast goes a long way does really and it can blow everything out of proportion really can so (laughs) um the bible is meant to be interpreted by your holy spirit at a one-to-one level not taught to you by man and uh, your walk with god is meant to be at a one-to-one level not with man and when you face god you'll face god on your own not with man so that's why this walk needs to be with you and god and nothing else matters because nothing does matter because we live in the material world, which is time, space, matter, and nothing really matters, because the only reality that exists is the truth, and that is Jesus, the Word. And that's why he comes with a two-edged sword in his mouth, because he cuts through the lies. That's why in the Revelation, the um, the scroll, John is told to eat the scroll, it's sweet as honey, and then bitter on his stomach. And that also happens in Ezekiel, because the truth is sweet on your mouth, but afterwards it's bitter. To, it's a bitter swill pill to swallow. It really is. Wow, that's really amazing. Thank you, Lord. So if you don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, then you're going to doubt the truth, which is the Word, which is God. So um, this, uh, the, the truth and the revelation of Christ is all um, about unveiling God as well, but... Uh, you know, when you truly repented, then, only then, do you submit everything over to God because you've decided that you are a humble and you repent. And you cannot do that unless you're really humble and uh, truthful, you know, that you admit you're a sinner. And then God can do the work with you because you have to be broken, really, to be remade because God is the potter and we are the clay. That's why this current system will not work, will not stand, because clay will not mix with iron, and that is a different creation of lies, which is iron, which is uh, steel, because you steal, don't you? Um, And it's a um, melted-down type of iron, steel, um, that is nanotech, that is being put into people with the blue banana. Pharmaca. Also, Jesus is the ultimate for healing. So you can pray over people and cast out demons. People only get sick when they commit sin. And this is why Jesus was casting out demons out of people who were sick. This is a fact that's in the Bible. Anyone who is sick, Jesus, first of all, cast out the demons. That's all he did. And uh, so that's why the serpent eats the soil which is so ill we return to the soil which is so ill we want to make sure that we don't return to the soil that we are resurrected with christ um 
And so the Bible is true. There's many different copies. There's the King James, the NIV, the NLV. Um, people tell me the King James is the most authentic. No, it's not. Rubbish. Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. We've got Wycliffe's Bible, which was out way before any of those anyway. Then um, Wycliffe was an incredible man. He'd, he'd risked his life to get the Bible out. Then we got the Tinsdale Bible, 1538, a whole hundred years before the 1611 King James Bible. And the NIV and the NLV come from the Tyndale Bible. Okay. Also, then we got Greek and Hebrew. Oh, it's very interesting now. So uh, I'm told that the Hebrew Bible is more authentic. No, it's not. Absolute nonsense. Uh, at the time of Jesus, they were all speaking Greek. It was the universal language. We need to understand and have a grasp of what was really going on. So like in England, we all speak English, but then some of us speak Welsh as well if we come from Wales, but we all speak English also as the universal language. So in uh, in the same way, uh, Greek was the main language that was used. And that's why when Jesus was, uh, you know, put on the cross, it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Ara Aramaic, I believe as well. So um, those were the universal languages, but Greek was the main one. Also, we couldn't trust the Hebrew translations because they didn't really want to do one. And they also changed words and left sections out. And so there are many, many stories within um, our history. Uh, one is Johannes Afrikan Afrikanus, who went to Africa, actually, and rewrote the Bible in Johannesburg near Pretoria, by the Praetorium, where Jesus was taken to meet Pilate. Um, it's all in the names of the places. And um, he retranslated the Bible from Greek to English because the Hebrews or the Jews, the fake Jews, um, had purposely not translated it correctly. And that's why we have to rely on a Greek translation, because the fake Jews do not believe in Jesus. They do not. And they didn't want us to have the New Testament. It's an absolute honor to have the Bible as it is fully complete and holy as the Holy Bible, one big whole Bible. And it was as God intended. So uh, Johannes Africanus actually wrote to these Jews and had a go at them. Um, and he called himself Africa after the place he wrote the Bible, rewrote the Bible in English um, before also the reset of 120 years ago, God showed me about, we didn't have second names. We only had first names. We were known as, you know, like David, son of Jesse, um, you know, Joshua, son of Nun. Joshua is a precursor for Jesus because he has no parents of earth, really. You know, jo Joshua, son of Nun, uh, same sort of thing. Um, very, very interesting, really interesting. Everything in the Bible is just, it's like a wheel within a wheel. And it does come alive. It really does. Okay, my next heading is trusting. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, yeah, the Bible's true. The devil is alive. Don't trust man. I think we've covered that. Yeah. Um, uh, don't trusting God is the next heading. Also, in the, w the world of finding out about reality and the truth, you have to be tested so that you know the truth and you trust the truth and you live in the truth, which is the word, as in Jesus Christ, who lives inside you. And you are part of the body of Christ. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, then you will not be part of the body of Christ. 
and you will believe lies. So it's important to repent and hand all of your burdens over to Jesus Christ, who tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Otherwise, if we don't surrender over everything to Jesus Christ, then it means that we do not fully believe and we do not trust Jesus, that he can save us and that he can save our souls and ourselves and that he's purchased us. And we also cannot do this ourselves as well. It's also through the grace and not works, which is another thing so that you cannot boast. The only thing you can boast in is in Christ and what he did for you. It's so beautiful. So we have to fully trust the Lord. And he tests us here on earth and he tests his own. He really does. Um, how would you know you can trust the Lord unless you are tested, uh, as I've already mentioned? And this is a testing to see if you follow the truth and are righteous and graceful and faithful and loving all the qualities of the children of God in order for him to find his children for the inheritance of the Lord according to the will of the Father, which Jesus completed the sentence and finished. And he said it's finished. He died on the cross for our sins to set us free for those who believe in the truth and are part of Israel, the children of God, the true children of God, the true children. We have not changed our DNA, but we are part of Christ. We have not put our trust in priests who are fake doctors, because the only real doctor is Jesus. He can heal anybody because illness is through the enemy, which is demons who don't have bodies. Yes. And also nurses are omens, which I've already covered. Yeah, and then we've got the Omen film, all right? And, and also you've got Finding Nemo, yes, and that's also opposite to the Omens, and that tells you exactly what's going on as well in that film. Also about, you know, searching for his son, yes? Um, these are opposite to God because we know that illness is from Satan, which is so ill, because Satan eats the soil, which is so ill. Um... <laughs> And it's all about what happened in the Garden of Eden. But also, what really, really got up God's nose was when Cain killed Abel. Now, Cain is Can, and Abel is also Abel. So uh, Cain is not Abel, and that's why he's got an eye, because he works for himself, and it's the glory of himself. That's why he's got an eye in his name, and it's all about him and pride because it's a big eye. It's a very big eye. <laughs> uh, so, yes, it's all about choosing your master. Um, we're all joined through the truth, coming before the Lord in everything. Okay. Um, and also, how would you know that you like strawberry cake more than chocolate cake unless you tried them both? So, and also if you mix chocolate cake with strawberry cake, how would you know that, um, you know, it's strawberry cake with chocolate unless you've tasted the original cake first? So you need to know the Bible before you can do your comparisons of fake and reality and non-reality um, and join your yoke with Jesus Christ, which is easy um, if you're part of Christ. Um that's why you've got New York in, in America, New Yoke, because they're the yoke of Satan with Babylon, you know, Apollyon, which is Napoleon, which is 
the Statue of Liberty, which is all lies, resurrected. This um, this Statue of Liberty was erected a whole hundred years after supposedly it was built, all at the time of Isaac Newtown uh, uh, in New York. And... Um, and then they've got the date of the 4th of July, 1776, just like on the money with the pyramid and the eye and their God. Um, and it's all Masonic. This is why we are tested here on earth for testimonies, bank of interest at God's bank, um, about your inheritance because your deeds do write your deeds, what you do. Um, and then. I've already told you about your deeds. Um, so basically with your deeds as well, as you're writing your deeds, your deeds dictate whether you have deeds of inheritance and health, as in the death and lies and sin and darkness, or whether you'd have deeds of eternal life with the Lord. Um, notice deed is spelled very similar to dead. Um <laughs> But you have free will to do what you want to do. That's why it's a fair, fair game, if you like. It's, it's being on a race as well, like Paul tells us. It's not a competition. It's about making sure you get to the end of the race. <laughs> um, also, another thing God showed me is my next heading is a fair test. Satan can't make you get the mark. So I believe on this earth, it's a bit like a competition between Satan and God to see who follows Satan and who follows God. That's why you're given free will. And that's also why Elizabeth is called Elizabeth, because it's Elizabeth, um, as in, you know, Queen Lizard Breath. Yes. So Satan is having a competition to prove that he can rule from the temple and that he can be like God. This means he cannot make you take the mark of the beast because then it wouldn't be a fair competition. Yes. Um, and then he wouldn't have won the race. Yeah. And he wants to win this race. Okay. So it's got to be a fair run at this. So Satan cannot come and force you to take the mark of the beast. Um, that's why it's a choice. And that's why the revelation tells you that many are deceived to receive the mark. Uh, in their right hand or in their forehead. So the one that goes up the nose, right up the forehead, the pineal, which is where Jacob also names the place pineal after he has a battle with the Lord and also sees the angels going up and down to heaven. He names the place pineal and God calls Jacob Israel because it's real. And then uh, the mark in your right hand is also the wing of the temple that Daniel talks about, that the abomination of desolation starts in the wing of the temple. Yeah, in the right wing of the temple, no less, of course, because God was trying to tell you. And so the right hand actually means right arm. If we look at the real original translations of the Bible, so it's people receive the mark by deception. They think that it is not the mark of the beast because they don't believe the truth because they're not in the truth. They're not part of the body of Christ. Yes. All right.
Otherwise, they would know the truth and the truth would set them free because they're no longer bondage to slaves, to sin and death and chains to Satan. My next heading is the word defeats lies and death through the sword. In Revelation 19, the heavenly warrior defeats the beast. I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and wages war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has the name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe, dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. On his robe and on his right, on his thigh, he has this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun who cried out, cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair, come gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty, of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all people, free, slave, great and small. Let me just continue here. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulphur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. <laughs> so that's just to confirm it is a deceptive thing. But it's very moving, isn't it? It's like a drama. I think it's absolutely amazing. I wish the Bible was a big movie that, the, that had been created for us to all watch. But you see, also, I noticed when I worked in advertising, um, when we created the adverts, um, the the thing I found, people remembered the adverts that were more creative. Because if I was describing a place, I'd go into real detail about things that people would really like and would be appealing because it's about changing consumers, buying patterns and giving them confidence in a product as well and a reduced price if necessary to lead them to change their buying patterns outside of a normal trough in, in peaks and troughs of buying patterns in the year. So um, in the same way, everything about the Lord is true and holy and there's appeal 
only to those who find it desirable as well yeah so if someone is leading their life in sin then they won't want to know the truth because the truth will expose their lies in them um it's also subliminal it's about subliminal messages have you noticed on all the movies that they do they're actually talking and giving you everything uh that they intend to do but also um what was it i was watching a, a part of a film last night where the people had been in a community and they had different sections of people doing different things and they had to choose whether they were going to be um you know warriors or you know the security types um what is it called i can't remember now but anyway in the end the ones that didn't fit in i was called divergent the ones that didn't fit in were called divergent because they didn't fit in anywhere and those were actually the special ones and so if you don't feel like you fit in then you probably one of god's special children <laughs> they're trying to tell you in the in this but also those people who were divergent had reached a stage of leading the people in truth outside of this fake reality which was all fake all of it was fake as well man made you know lies yeah and the truth really will set us free i believe it's like a matrix um and so what else have i got delete them uh words ring yeah okay my next heading is spirit and authority when you believe in the truth of jesus christ you really need to stand on the rock and in the authority of the truth this is by being confident and familiar with who you are in christ by being a child of god this gives us authority to step on serpents cast out demons raise the dead and heal the sick also the lord said you will be my witnesses for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see because you'll be te- living testimony to jesus um by casting out the demons speaking the word of god as in ghost spell taking authority in it and stomping on the snakes and the serpents and the demons will be petrified because of the name of jesus because jesus name is so powerful and it is also so important that you get the name right there is salvation through no other name <laughs> and so if jesus name was meant to be yeshua it be written in the bible that way so god tells me anyway remember that uh, the liars pretend okay so satan wants to be like god and he pretends to be the angel of light so of course it's no surprise that all these little companions are also liars and pretend to be something that they are not so in this case on earth everything is reflected on earth as it is in heaven we have the liars which are the edomites and the muslims and the fake jews who are all pretending to be the true israel and this all took place when the reset happened i believe about 120 years ago when god showed me this happened 
and God scattered us all over the world. We became slaves because we didn't worship God. And the queen made all her money by selling us as slaves, black and white people. And this happened after a very big earthquake as well, which I believe created the mud flood. And we were all separated, sold like slaves, <sighs> which then obviously was with the, all the orphan trains and the incubator fairs and the world fairs. Um, and then obviously we used to have free electricity and they just reset everything, changed all the ta nine ta ta times, places, everything around. There's lots of fires as well. Uh, all of this is confirmed in Jeremiah 23 onwards and in Ezekiel um, when uh, the Lord tells what will happen to us because we didn't follow God. Hmm. So, but you see these guys, just like John says, they deny Christ. They deny Jesus. And they also pretend that they follow God. And some of them even pretend to be Christians. Uh, but they deny Jesus. And this is where they pray to another Jesus that they tell you about. Anyone who denies the name of Jesus and who Jesus is, is the Antichrist. So John tells me. And so in the Bible. <laughs> so these fake Jews are pretenders, just like Satan. They're pretenders. They're, they're not real. They're idols and icons. That's why you got the red carpet and Hollywood. You've got lights, camera, action, because they're not real. They're not alive. They are dead. They have done a contract with their soul to sell themselves to the dead, to Satan. They serve the dead. That's why they do their funny messages on the TV and television and also on the radio, because they want you to be under their sort of witch's spell. If you believe the lies, then you come under the lies, authority. You must never believe lies. You must believe in the authority you're born with and saved with when you're reborn in Christ. Because you get a new heart. And God's name is written uh, on the palms of his hands. He has the whole world in his hands. And also the new laws are written into your heart. You throw the old heart away and God gives you a whole new heart of flesh. Yes. This is important. Really, it's all confirmed in every single which way, no matter which way you turn it, upside down, backwards, forwards, no matter which way, uh, inside out as well. So I've already told you about that. Um, so the, also the Lord tells us we'll be the witnesses, okay? I've already mentioned this, but why is this so important that we, we know that we have authority over the dead? to cast out these demons because the enemy wants you not to believe this. They don't want you to know that you've got this. We're also called to uh, cast out demons, raise the dead, baptize and make disciples of many nations. That we have authority over serpents and snakes. This comes to you as a child of God being reborn in Christ, joined to the body of Christ as in he is our head priest. And it is under his authority that we do this because it is no longer us doing the work with Christ inside us. Yeah, but anybody who does not believe that we are all called and we all have this capacity to do this, they are actually coming against 
the truth, who is Jesus, because Jesus told us all that we are to proclaim the message and spread the message of truth, which is the gospel. Go spell, speak the words, make them alive, believe the truth, live the truth, stand in the truth on the rock of Jesus Christ because he is our cornerstone and we are the temple. We're all individual members of the body, but also we are bricks within this temple. We need to stand together in unity and not division. So again, you know, when anybody comes against me and says a woman does not have the authority to teach a man in the Bible, they are the Antichrist because they're going against what Jesus tells me in the Bible and they don't really believe what Jesus said or that that Jesus has the authority above all authority, but also they don't believe the truth. They're believing some lie, a perversion and a crooked truth, which unfortunately separates them uh, like an invisible string that would have joined us all that cuts them off from the body of Christ because they've believed a lie and it takes them away from the path, which is a narrow path as well. And we cannot sit on the fence and also stand on, on the fence for truth. We're either on the fence of truth or we're on the fence of lies. And if you stand in the middle, then you are going to be cast with the liars. If you don't believe the truth, that is because you're not living the truth and you're not alive in Christ. You're not part of the body and you're not part of the temple. People without the spirit do not have understanding because they do not have eyes to see and they do not have ears to hear. Jesus did not give a special license to teach the Bible or to have spiritual understanding. This is because the old system of the Pharisees were corrupt. The old system, we had to go and see a priest and blah, 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 and purchase an animal and all that stuff. Yeah, the seducers, the writers of the law told us that we couldn't speak to God unless we'd done all of these things. They turned God's house into a bank and they became corrupt, as in the Torah, the old system, yeah, which tied us to Satan, sins and death through these corrupt Pharisees. So anybody who quotes anything that differs from what Jesus told me, I know that they do not know the truth. They do not live in the truth and they wouldn't understand the truth if it came along and smacked them in the face. And I stand for the truth and I will defend the truth because I am the truth in Jesus and Jesus is the truth inside me. I know the truth because the truth lives inside me. I have authority over demons and serpents to cast them out and I will also expose the lies as is my duty as a child of God in the truth because lies lead to death and sin and Satan eats the soil which is so ill which only get which you only get ill when you sin and tell lies and accept lies. It's so very important as well to believe the truth and stand for the truth. My next heading, the blood. What I've also noticed is many people who claim to believe in Jesus don't believe in the blood of Christ. If you notice in the revelation, it tells me that the people did not repent and it is those people that were thrown in the fire for receiving the mark of the beast and not repenting because the blood of Christ will save anyone. The only thing that is unpardonable is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Notice also the truth is not divided and the truth is not going to sit on the fence. Not a double-minded. 
It is firm and strong and is a stronghold and a fortress for God's people, so they rest in it. That's why it's called a fortress and a sanctuary. Yes, it is like the tabernacle, just like in the times of Moses, because it gives power. It's very powerful, believing the truth and knowing the truth, because you will know the truth and it will set you free. The next heading is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, then that is the one unpardonable sin. So I think let's look at that. Okay. So blaspheming this Holy Spirit. Yeah. If you blaspheme the Holy Spirit is when you accuse someone who's doing the work of the Lord with the Holy Spirit inside them of working for demons or for Satan. Because also, if you notice, when Jesus was casting out demons, the Pharisees accused him of being the devil casting out demons and it was at that point that Jesus said well I will forgive you uh, for you know calling me this and whatever else but I won't forgive you for blaspheming the Holy Spirit there's one unpardonable sin and that is that so that's why Jesus tells us this mm-hmm. and it was the seducers and the far ICs that can't see and seduce and pervert the truth that we're trying to t- make up stuff Um, and accusing Jesus of having demons or casting out demons in the devil. Yes. And so this is unpardonable. Yeah. Because if I'm casting out demons in the Holy Spirit, yeah, that I'm doing the work with the Holy Spirit inside me. And so Jesus was as well. Yeah. When he was casting out the demons, he was doing it with the Holy Spirit because the Spirit of God came upon the prophets in the old days. And now it's going to be poured out amongst all of the children of God. Yeah. Those who are part of Christ and they will have visions and dreams. That's why there's no prophets anymore. That's why I believe Jesus tells us that we must love our brothers and sisters as ourselves and you must also love your enemies because you just don't know when they might convert and become part of the children of God. But also, you might be entertaining angels and have no idea. So when you walk down the street and you see a beggar, it could be an angel in disguise, you know. Uh, So, you know, it's really interesting, actually. Um, So... Also, what I've noticed is um, people get snarly, yeah, um, and there is no room for this uh, snarliness. Either you're a part of the love of Christ or you're not. It's really simple, and we have got a lot of work to do. We have to be ready, and ready means read, and then why? So we need to read the Bible and understand it, but also, as it tells me in the Bible, that um, Ezekiel eats the scroll, uh, it's bitter, on his stomach but also I believe the word comes alive because it goes in your mouth through your eyes you see it you hear it you read it it is alive because the the Lord breathes life into it as in go spell go speak it the truth and everyone will hear the word and then it will really come to life it'll have to because it's all according to the will and the word of the Father. Hmm. So yes, if you come across somebody you think, mm, not so sure, I would just keep that to yourself um, because you just don't know who you are um, blaspheming. And um, 
if obviously they are preaching something that is against what the Bible says and it's not in the Bible, then obviously, and it cannot be confirmed in the Bible, then we must raise it and bring it to light. Um, but again, it's just a case of being very careful because we're meant to be joined together. And this is a, an attack from a spiritual level, which you cannot see. So sometimes we cannot see exactly what we're dealing with also because it's spiritual. So um, we've got to be on our best behavior, basically, because God's watching everything you're doing and nothing else matters but pleasing God. And this way, I love the stories of Esther when she goes before the king and she says, if it is pleasing to the king and everything she says, so beautiful. My uh, next heading is non-believer non-believers so also the people who don't believe in the blood um, and the salvation for all sins these people are non-believers they have no faith or trust or understanding in the blood of Christ and what it stands for because Jesus came to die for the sinner and he also came to die for those people who repent and wish to become children of God and they recognize that Jesus is the salvation and through believing in the truth, the truth will set them free. Because if you don't believe it, the truth is not inside you and you cannot be set free. Also, it's the non-believers who go to hell. It's very important that you either believe or you don't believe. If you are finding that you are not believing the truth, as in what it is said in the Bible about the blood of Jesus, then you need to revisit the Bible and talk to God. Because... This is a one-to-one -one relationship that we are having with the Lord now. We don't need to have a relationship with priests or buildings to talk to the Lord. We can talk to the Lord directly through the Holy Spirit inside you. And He will speak for you because it is no longer you that speaks, but the Spirit inside you. And Christ comes alive inside you if you are truly a child of God and reborn in Christ. You have to throw away your old heart and then God will give you this new heart. And I've already said about your name is permanently engraved on the palms of God's hands and he's got the whole world in his hands. But also it gives you a new heart of flesh with the law written on it. So to get your new heart, you have to throw away the old one. <laughs> um, and it's also... Um, I can't think of the word now. Uh, I'll come to that in a minute. Um, I believe we are on earth here to be tested as the earth is an anagram for the heart and God is love. Uh, and this is to demonstrate the love, to manifest it into this reality so that it overcomes the darkness of this material world with the truth together. Because love unifies the body of Christ. In this way, we are building the temple. And the spirit and the body of Christ are manifest. Um, and also it's about well, being well, the well, the water, the living water. Um, but God can read your heart. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks of you. They cannot influence what God thinks of you. That I think is so interesting. But also all these trials build your faith and so your level of trust is unshakable with the Lord. 
and then you become bomb-proof. You're standing on the rock and you will not fall, you will not slip off because you have a solid foundation of your faith and your trust in God. In your path, you will not deviate because you know the truth and you follow the truth no matter how hard it is. Because also the Bible tells me it's the highway to hell that's very broad. And I believe if the people are on this pathway of the highway to hell, it's really free and easy. And the path of Jesus is not so easy because you come up against it under attack. So you've got to get rid of all your baggage because Jesus forgives you. But only if you forgive everyone else that's hurt you as well. Hmm. Um, okay, my next heading is don't give authority to Satan and lies. So if somebody comes along and makes you question the truth, then you must be very careful because God is the truth and the word. And if you are fully connected with the Lord, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you can take everything to the Lord and go before him and ask him. He will give you the wisdom to navigate this world. He really will. The problem is uh, when you start to believe lies and you listen to lies, it gives an entry point for the lies into your life. And these lies come with these lies come with the devil who is dead and lies and confusion sitting on the fence. And this is not a quality of being a child of God. So you're going to have to be really careful about who you yoke with also. But also, if somebody comes up to you, you need to be very confident in the word to defeat the lies, to stand up for the truth also. So if you don't have the answers, that is where you go to the Lord and you must study and seek the truth to expose the lies because the lies cannot overcome the truth just like the darkness cannot overcome the light. And it cannot comprehend the light either. So you can expose the lies and the darkness and shine your light of Jesus Christ so that others can find the truth of the light of Jesus and the blind also will see again. But if people have darkness inside them, how deep is the darkness? And if the blind eat the blind, then all of them will fall into a pit because they have a veil and they cannot see and they cannot hear. Hmm. Free will is my next heading. If the Lord gave you free will, the opposite to this would be to about, about controlling you and getting the people to submit to Satan in some way to, under his authority by controlling you. It's a bit like having a psychopathic husband who doesn't want you anymore, but doesn't want anyone else to have you. Yeah? They become like crazy psychopaths. Psycho was, uh, give you an idea of what people who are from Satan are like. Because they, once they realize they don't want you, they don't want anyone else to have you. And then they also will go after anybody who befriends you. So you become isolated. And this is like a bully tactic. Uh, it's an abusive behavior. And Satan demonstrates those same very characteristics and personality flaws that psychopaths also have because he wants you to feel isolated, that you're worthless and that you are not worthy of the salvation of Jesus um, because 
he wants you to feel sorry for yourself also feel bad that no one was there for you you must be careful of the pity parties also because the psychopath of satan is a nasty little character really he's just a a spirit without a body mm -hmm. um so yes what else have i got uh the the other thing is the lord showed me that from jeremiah 23 and various other scripture this reset was definitely all part of god's plan this was about spreading us all over the world into slavery um it's the judgment of the lord because we followed idols and icons i keep getting that from the lord um also a bank is right by the um river riverbed but then the bank where you go and get money is also reflected as money but it that's why it's used with the same words because it's referring to the water of life and death yeah bank of money material world very interesting i think the material world hmm. everything is encoded in the word yeah i'm very perplexed by it i do struggle with it but the lord is showing me so much and I believe everything is exactly according to the will and the word and the purpose of the author, which is the authority and the author of life itself, which is the Lord, Jesus Christ. But I believe that's why we haven't got a, hit, a lot of history. Everything's meticulously planned and they're all smiling as they do all of this. The movies all tell me the same. Um, so really, it's a war for your mind and what you believe. You either believe the truth or you don't believe the truth. And if you're doubting the truth, you need to go to God, really. Hmm. And so, I think it's all connected. And it's supernatural. There's no accidents, really. Even down to the name of the street where you live and your name. All men, it's all about who you are. We've got to demonstrate what we believe in by our actions, uh, as in partaking in the word, by manifesting them and making them adverbs, action words, words of action, uh, but also pronouns. This is what I'm finding. The Lord is showing me. Hmm. Um, okay, what else have I got? Oh, yes. Uh, next heading, Jesus can't die. Notice, no one ever laid in the garden. So what the Lord pointed out to me is the section here. Uh, later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who earlier had visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds, taking Jesus' body. The two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with the Jewish burial customs. At the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had ever been laid because it was the Jewish day of preparation. And since the tomb was 
nearby, they laid Jesus there. And in the King James, it's worded this way. <laughs> now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre, wherein was never man yet laid. Why is this important? Well, sepulchre, which I've got from the Strong's, is a remembrance, that is, a kanotath, a place of internment, a grave, a tomb. So I thought, right, what's internment? The state of being confined as a prisoner, especially for political or military reasons. And then it also refers to G3240, G3420, and G3403, memory, remembrance. And so that only occurs once. Remembrance, the action of remembering something, a flash of remembrance passed between them. The action of remembrance, remembering the dead, a chapel of remembrance. Why is this important? Well, you can't remember something that wasn't real, can you? So it's all about remembering the truth. Because also John says, it's not like you didn't know the truth before. When you know the truth, you'll realize you'll always know the truth. That's what's implied in the scriptures. So I believe the truth is embedded in us and it will come alive as in a revelation. Um, but also, I thought this was so relevant because it's about memory. Um, memory, two different words in memory of, but also what memory, what you retain, what you keep in your mind. It's a mind for your, a war for your mind. So it's also very relevant in that sense. My next heading is, The devil be gone, Satan is overcome. Matthew 4, colon 10. In the King James Version of the Bible, the text reads, Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. The English Standard Version translates the passage as, Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Why is this so important? Because no matter what Satan does, yeah, it's all written, and the Lord has already overcome Satan. Also, this thing with the remembrance in the garden and being a prisoner is so relevant too, as the Lord has shown me that Jesus went to hell and conquered death for our sins, past, present, and future, as a, like, hmm, not a prisoner, but to set us free from this prison. So I guess he was like a guest, yes. Uh, so very interesting with the words, isn't it? <laughs> like Monopoly. You know Monopoly? It's a, an amazing game, but it tells you the story, yes? that everything is purchasable and it all belongs to the bank. really does. Bank of Satan. Material world. Ruler of the air. Okay. My next heading is the world and the harvest. Why is that important? Well, it's the is, was, was, was and always will was. You know, 
in the harvest, God is, uh, he's put the people on the earth for this purpose, all according to his will and his word, as it is written. But it's interesting to know how the harvest works, because in the harvest process, the Lord is choosing his own. He puts, he calls the earth um, his farm, basically, and um, we are wheat, and then Satan comes to sow his weeds. Uh, but we can't be harvested as wheat until all of us are ripe and ready, and then all of it is chopped down, and the weeds are thrown in the fire, okay, because God comes to take the dead first, and then one will be in the field, one will be taken, or two be in the field, one will be taken, one won't, diddly-dum and all that stuff. So the, um, and then God's people are kept in the barn as well. Very interesting, a bit like the the ark, um, I think. Hmm. Um, so in Mark, uh, Matthew 13, colon 38, it says, the field is the world, the good seed, are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. And Matthew 13, colon 39, the enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. Matthew 13, 40, as therefore the tares are gathered and burnt in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and then which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire, there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let them hear. So that explains the, the world and the harvest, because God's choosing his children and picking them out. And that's what's happening, like a big division at the moment. <laughs> so good. Revelation 12. A great and wondrous sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on his heads. His tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth. The dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that he might devour her child the moment it was born. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter, and her child was snatched up to God and to his throne. The woman fled into the desert to a place prepared by God where she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. 
but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth, and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Christ, for the accuser of our brothers, who accused them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. <laughs> Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the desert where she would be taken care of for a time, times and half a time out of the serpent's reach. Then from the mouth of the serpent spewed water like a river to overtake the woman and sweep her away with the torrent. But the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring, those who obey God's commandments and hold to the testimony of Jesus. My next heading is Satan's throne and the angel of the congregation that is in Pergamon. Right. Thus says the, the one who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know where you dwell, where the throne of Satan is, and you hold fast to my name, and you did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you, where Satan dwells. Revelation 2, colon 12 to 13. On a symbolic level, the throne of Satan mentioned in this passage represents a power in opposition to God, a power that is embodied as in a legion of Satan ruling from his temple, the hive mind, the changed DNA, the quantum computer, reading, writing, deleting your mind and consciousness and soul. You change your DNA and you are no longer God's child, but belong to the devil, as in Hive, HIV, and AIDS, COVID-19. Bill Gates opens the gates of hell, rewrites the bills as in the law with new money, Bill, and opens the gates of hell where people will come through Microsoft, through Team, which is the metaverse, world where you live in the quantum computer in your mind and this will be a whole new system, Satan's system.
Okay, so uh, that's why Jesus says, "Watch out for the burglar," because you never—if you knew the burglar was coming, you would have made sure you stood watch and was were on guard, because a burglar is coming through the windows. Windows ten, Microsoft, Microsoft tissue injection. One John three colon ten. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Next heading: What is the revelation? Question mark. Altar bride. What is the revelation? But to reveal and unveil, and this only happens when you go to the altar. When you get married, the bride is unveiled only at the altar. No one gets to see her until this point. And so this is where Jesus says, you will know the beginning and you will know the end. And the truth will set you free. So at the end, we have the revelation and the unveiling at the altar of God. My next heading, Revelation 13, breathe life given to the beast to speak, the breath of life. Now, I wanted to bring this up because I think it connects for those people who want to know the truth. Is, was, 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 and always will was, okay? Because if, you, if you're part of death, you were never part of the truth. You, Jesus never knew you. It's just so simple. But uh, how does this all work? And how come the beast is given breath of life? Well, uh, let me read it. The beast out of the sea, the dragon stood on the shore of the sea, and I saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had ten horns and seven heads, and ten crowns on its horns, and each had blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed up. The whole world was filled with wonder and followed the beast. People worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast, and they also worshipped the beast and asked, Who is like the beast? Who can wage war against it? The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemous blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them, and it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All whose names have not been written in the Lamb's book of life, the Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Whoever has ears, let them hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity they will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword they will be killed. This calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of God's people, the beast out of the earth. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth 
and its inhabitants worshipped the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth. In full view of the people, because of the signs, it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast. It deceived the inhabitants of the earth. In, it ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive the mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast for it is the number of a man that is the number 666. This is where I think because if you don't believe in the truth, you won't believe in Jesus and the word and the life and everything that Jesus represents. You'll go down the road that Satan leads you astray of non-belief and then you would have the mark of the beast. But also all the people who have this mark are giving it life because that's The only way you can get life is through the Word. So the Lord is the Word, and nothing comes to life unless the Lord says so. Really, it's true. So I believe somehow through receiving the mark, that's how this beast gets the the breath of life. Yeah, somehow like that. Um, because we contain Jesus inside us. And also Satan is trying to body snatch the bodies. So it's really important not to believe lies because lies are not real and don't really exist. So everything is an illusion. This is what I want to point out in this section of the Bible as well. Notice that it's the people who get the mark, but they are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah? So the Lamb's Book of Life, because God is the Word, if your name is not written in the book of life which Jesus writes because he is the author of life then Jesus would write your name in the book of life because he's the only one who can create life so beautiful so many ways of confirming it my next heading is the real and the not real truth and lies so anybody who believes the lies which is all to do with the words being twisted crooked and manipulated of the mind through brainwashing mind control which is currently happening across the world with the telelie vision then they become part of the non-reality and are not written in the book of life as in illustrated in revelation 14 so in revelation 14 there's a couple of things i want to point out the people who drink the wrath of the lord those also are harvested because this is part of the harvest <laughs> and it's part of the harvest process which I think is very interesting because if you don't sit on the side of the truth and you believe the lies then you'd automatically fall within the harvest of the darkness and the cup of God's wrath it's interesting because it's also non-believers and the faithless and the double-minded that go to hell so it's about believing the truth and standing for the truth 
and not believing the lies because the lies are not real. But your soul is at risk. That's how important it is. In Revelation 14, the Lamb and the 144,000, then I looked and therefore before me was the Lamb standing on the Mount Zion. Let me read this again. Then I looked and there before me was the Lamb standing on Mount Zion and with him 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a sound from heaven like a roar of rushing waters and like a loud peal of thunder. The sound I heard was like that of harpists playing their harps. They sang a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. These are those who did not defile themselves with women, for they retained, remained virgins. They follow the Lamb wherever He goes. They were purchased from among the man, among mankind and offered as first fruits to God and the Lamb. No lie was found in their mouths. They are blameless. The three angels. Then I saw another angel flying in midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who has made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. A second angel followed and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great, which made all the nations drink of the maddening wine of the adulteries. A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on, its, on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink of the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. And the smoke of the torment will rise forever and ever. There will be no rest, day or night, for those who worship the beast and its image, for anyone who receives the mark of its name. This calls for patient endurance on the part of the people of God who keep his commandment and remain faithful to Jesus. Then I heard a voice in heaven say, Write this, Blessed are those dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them, harvesting the earth and trampling the winepress. I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like the Son of Man, with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle on his hand. Then another angel came out, of the temple and called in a loud voice to him he was sitting on the cloud take your sickle and reap because the time to reap has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe so he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was harvested another angel came out of the temple in heaven and he too had a sharp sickle still another angel who had charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, 
Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine because its grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth and gathered its grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside the city and the blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horse's bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. So you get a graphic picture of the wine press, the harvest. It's very, very amazing, really. And it's all part of the is, was, 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 and who will was. God is with us is my next heading. 1 Kings 8, 57. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us nor forsake us. Daniel 7, 14. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is everlasting, dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. My next heading is Satan's world. Matthew 4, colon 1, Jesus is tested in the wilderness. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Matthew 4, colon 5, then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Matthew 4, colon 8, again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. Matthew 4, 11, then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. Matthew 13, colon 39, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age and the harvesters are angels. Luke 4, colon 2, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. Luke 4, colon 3, the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell the stone to become bread. Why is this important? Well, just as Jesus was tempted, you will also be tempted. So you've got to remember that Jesus did this to prove that it can be done. But through the blood of Christ, you are redeemed and purchased. So you rely on that and you trust it because nothing else matters because you want to be in the book of life because this tiny section of your life, as in on earth, is only teeny weeny. After this is eternity. Got to make sure we know where we're going. My next heading is be a child of God. Matthew 25, colon 41. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Luke 8, colon 12. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Ephesians 4, colon 27. And do not give the devil a foothold. Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Hebrews 2, colon 14. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death. 
that is the devil, James 4, colon 7. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you, 1 Peter 5, colon 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Next heading, devil's seed. John 6, colon 70. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you? The twelve, question mark, yet one of you is a devil. John 8, colon 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. <laughs> when he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. My next heading saves the lost, 2 Timothy 2 colon 26, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. My next heading, Holy Spirit in Jesus, Acts 10, colon 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. <laughs> and we will do works just like Jesus, really. He says, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you can move mountains. 1 John 3, colon 4 to 10. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as his, he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. My next heading is, the devil does not want us to know the truth about him. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, James 4, colon 7. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Romans 4, 16, colon 20. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly, John 10.10. 10. So the great dragon was cast out in the serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And then I heard a loud voice say in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Revelation 12, 10, 11. I know we've read that before, but I think it's important. God wanted me to read it twice. Uh, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking 
whom he may devour, resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are expected by your brotherhood in the world. 1 Peter 5, 8-9 You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. 1 John 4, 4 He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8, second time for that one as well. My next heading is fear is from the enemy. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, Isaiah 41, 10. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 10, 19. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, 7. He doesn't want us to know about the power we have access to. That is Satan. He doesn't want you to know that you have authority. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12, 9-10 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4, 13 No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The devil doesn't want us to know the promise that we have in Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him, he should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3, 16. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1, 13 to 14. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans 8 colon 1 to 4. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. 
and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, Galatians 2, colon 20, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10, colon 9 to 10. But God demonstrates his own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, colon 8. As, for, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us, Psalm 103:12. Also, Satan does not want you to know that there are conditions. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven, Matthew 7:21. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself, James 1:22. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Acts 5.32 He doesn't want us to know that we have to reap what we sow as well. This is Satan, by the way. He doesn't want us to know this, okay? <laughs> Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Galatians 6, 7-8 Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. James 1:15. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Matthew 16, colon 26. And also, the devil doesn't want us to know about the future. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light to me. Mika will be a light to me. Mika 7, colon 8. Being confident read that again, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, colon 6. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Jeremiah 20, colon, 29, colon 11 armed to overcome God's word provides us with all the weapons we need to resist the Satan and destroy his works. No wonder the devil doesn't want us to know about these Bible verses. If we have committed ourselves to God's service, we will notice the devil raging. But we can be bold and fight back because we have overcome in Jesus Christ who has victory over the devil and death and sin and darkness. And so we can rest in this if we truly believe that he is and was and is to come. 
And so anyway, there's a really long sermon, but I just felt there's so much to cover because it really does encompass the revelation as well as everything else. The Old Testament, the New Testament, Jesus' name, the blood, how it all unfolds. You are what you believe as well. You write your own deeds. Um, you, you know, and we want to be written in the book of life. And there's no second round. And it's about being ready. Read. Read why. And also, read all about it. <coughs> if you want to get into the Bible, watch the Bible series on YouTube. It's totally free. And get yourself a kid's Bible. And that really help you as well. And so, yeah, I think that pretty much brings me to an end. I want you to know that the truth always, always overcomes the lies. So it's about believing the truth and standing in the truth because you want to be on the right team. So choose your team and stick to it and stand up for your team just as you would in a, in a competition where, you know, we are standing for the truth together in Christ and, um, love your brothers and sisters, encourage one another. And, um, you know, sometimes we say things and there is division, but try not to take things personally. Because also, if you realize that this is not just about you, it's about everyone. We're all together and we're all struggling. A lot of people are struggling with their bills and uh, jobs. It's getting harder and harder. It's like if, you, um, if you're given five pounds, they want you to buy 50 pounds worth of things with five pounds. And that's impossible. It's getting to that point, isn't it? in life but um, the more this goes on the more you cut your cloth and you realize that you don't need all of these things anyway only thing you need is yourself and Christ because he can provide everything because he is your redeemer this world doesn't matter it's where we're going after this so so amazing God is the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end who is and who was and who is to come. And with that, I'm going to close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know you are the Son of God. I know you were raised from the dead. I know I'm a sinner and I beg forgiveness for my sins. I wish to follow you. Please forgive me. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan and his cronies in the name of Jesus. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons or the Masons or any tarot readers, Ouija boards or pagan festivals. And if we have offended you in any way, please break those chains, Lord Jesus. Of any generational curses that may have come upon us, please break those chains and remove the generational curses from me, my family, past, present and future. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Also, please help me to provide financially for my family, for a home, for food, for all of our children, in our health, in our wisdom, our understanding to navigate this world. Please provide all the tools that we need so that we can be used full capacity according to your will. And let it be your will. And let us be pleasing to you, not an embarrassment, we pray in the name of Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for us to set us free. 
for redeeming us. And uh, we pray we are worthy and are ready for your day, the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And anyone who has any illness, I cast that out in the name of Jesus also. I pray the Lord will fill your heart with peace, joy and happiness in your heart, spirit and mind and soul. Everywhere you go, you will shine the light of Jesus and others will also come to know the truth and the light and the life and the word of Jesus Christ and that all the demons will be petrified and flee. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. I pray for extra support for all of us brothers and sisters, for encouragement, for us to feel confident in the word and for extra special spiritual understanding of your word so that we are not misled and we have all the tools to fight the enemy in in every possible way. We Please also reassure us all that we are washed clean and that you did come for us as sinners and we don't doubt our salvation. I pray this now. I know you love us and I thank you for loving us wretches like this. I pray now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. It's Aisha from God FM. Have a lovely day. God bless you. Bye.